Guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is totally free. Everybody loves free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to episode 12 of Inside the Minds. Um, welcome to uh, Kevin, that is wrong. It's day 50 without sports, according to Adam Schefter. By the way, it's not day 49. I'm just letting you know. You're wrong. I lost count. Uh, I just knew I was close. Yeah. Uh, officially week seven. Uh, a month more to go. Four more weeks, guys. Um, well, in certain states, but that's okay. And yeah, Kevin, you... There's you. Uh, there's a big accomplishment that you wanted to share with us, right? There, there is. Uh, <laughs> What's going so, on? <laughs> so, uh, for one thing first, the intro song today. Chris decided to pick that, and you didn't know it, but that's the Blues intro song when this team skates onto the ice. So. Oh yeah, it is. So like I every team's that. intro song. That is not true. No, not- because not Bart, the, Hawks. The, the, the Hawks have uh, beautiful people. By. Um, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Thanks but for paying like attention. Thanks for paying attention. <laughs> but Thanks yeah, that is attention. the blues intro song. So I'm glad Chris finessed that into the show. Um, but yeah, today I completed my. And first... I didn't know that. All right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but today I completed my first master's degree. So I'm officially a master's sports hey. psychology. I'm halfway to Chris now. Yeah, get on my level. Also, it is true. Chris has always said that the more master's degrees you get, you're dumber. Today, I took a shower, forgot to take a towel with me. So, oh, I thought you were gonna say you, you forgot walk- to like wash your hair or something. Yeah, I was gonna say that you walk out with like uh, with shampoo on your hair. For- forgot to take a shower. Just let the water yeah, run. I just got in the bathtub, didn't start the water, and just got right back out. Uh, no, I just dry out a towel, so I had to dry off the hand towel. So that's how. That was my first accomplishment after uh, becoming a master of sports psychology. Becoming a master? That's not actually what that means. <laughs> yeah, that's what no, I'm going it, to It's tell not. So I'm a freaking master now. You're a sensei. Um, <laughs> you're a sensei. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my resume. I'm a sensei of sports wax, psychology. Wax on, <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> Chris, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Hair's gotten too long. I need a haircut. Same. This sucks. I was going to get a haircut. Tomorrow, I think. Where? Nope. Where where are you gonna get a haircut tomorrow? I don't care. I need a haircut. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not for another month. I'm kinda of upset understand. about it. Just take a razor and buzz it all off. No, I am not doing that. I think you should. I think Absolutely take your not. uh take your Manscaped three point oh lawnmower. Oh, Manscaped 3.0. <laughs> Use it on your hair. <laughs> no. Bartosz. Bartosz has has uh Bartosz, that's Bart in Polish, by the way. How's uh, how's life, my man? Uh, 
Well, it's 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 good on some days, bad on the others. Uh, to, today start well, it didn't start. It kind of last night finished a little rough. I on my way That's home from work. But <laughs> 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 um, I accidentally ran a red light. Uh, oh, buddy. Oh. Yeah, I I I I hope I didn't get flashed, but. Uh, Usually, yeah, I would hope was... you, you get flashed. I'm not <laughs> by who? <laughs> Flash on spring break <laughs> by the city. Oh, that's not uh, fun. Yeah. No, oh, that's that's not. a that's a bad kind of flash. Uh, then there was just a couple things I wanted to bring up. Uh, Astros cheated. Uh, Red Sox cheated. True. Uh, and apparently, the Pentagon released U- UFO videos, and no one cares. Yeah, literally, I Wait, saw that too. I was like, "What is going? What?" <laughs> Wait, that—that's a thing that happened. That is yeah. real. Kevin, yeah. are you serious, or like do you? I didn't serious? know that happened. No, it's confirmed. But they, it's uh, yeah, I've been energy. working on finals, so I had no idea this happened. Right, I, mean, I forgot you're a, you're a sensei now. Yeah, so uh, now I can learn about the world again. So somebody share that information with me. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we'll... so there's UFOs. Okay. Yeah, cool. aliens are real. It's confirmed. Nice. Can't wait to meet them. They seem like good people. Yeah, so Chris, I'm in the same boat as you. I haven't had a haircut in a month. A uh, month to go, I guess. My barber does do house calls, but I just don't know where he's been, and I don't know if he wears <laughs> masks or and or gloves. And I'm just not gonna not gonna do that. Um, my beard is I have a pandemic beard hashtag pandemic beard growing. Um, I usually get it you know trimmed up every two weeks, but it's just not gonna happen uh, for one more month. So yeah. I don't know how this is going to all work, but it'll work out smoothly. It's all good. A month more, we're all going to go outside, but be more responsible. There's going to be a new normal, obviously. <laughs> but why don't, just, we, why don't you just trim your beard on your own? I could. Yeah. Be a man. So, yeah. so here's the thing. I could. <laughs> Jesus. I could, but I'm not going oh, to bitch. because why? I suck at doing that. Okay. But I mean, I could trim why. it, but I can't line it up. You know. Okay, okay but that's practice. 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 Ooh. Yeah, this is the time to practice. Yeah, exactly. No one else is seeing you besides us and right. your wife and and my wife. But and yeah. she's probably sick of seeing me. So yeah, she vowed to love you forever, though. So you can mess up your beard all you want. <laughs> she did just that one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when everything was perfect, right, Matt? <laughs> everything still is freedom. perfect. According oh, to me, go. Kevin, that is mean. No, <laughs> stupid. I hate you. Mean tweets. Anyway. Anyway, so guys, we actually have stuff to talk about today. Even though there's no sports, there's sports talk. Um, I'm excited. We actually have our first official guest. Welcome in later. Uh, he does fun stuff for a sports team, for a local sports team, and they are a professional sports team. So, hey, that's, that's a start. It's awesome. I'm excited. So, coronavirus update. I don't know who y'all think you are. I don't know why you guys are suing J.B. Pritzker. Um, just stay home. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Just, just stay home. Why are you? Why are we suing people? Uh, I yeah, don't know. it's it's apparently in the state of Illinois, it's unconstitutional to be locked down for more than 30, 30 days. I I don't really know about it too much but the the appeal i think is supposed to be sometime soon and there's like two two people suing now it was like a week ago it was just one now it's now funny because so chris you, you, mentioned it, you mentioned that it was only one person right 
Yeah, it's only one person in Southern Illinois. And so he like, was like, if anyone wants to join me, you can join me. I was like, dude, like at least make it a group effort. <laughs> right. So there's an amendment in the Illinois Constitution that says that uh, the governor can't issue an emergency um, an emergency declare or whatever it's called for more than 30 days and Pritzker extended it. Well, not necessarily a shelter in pr- place, but like a state of em- emergency um, action by the people of the state. And so he broke that by extending the stay-at-home order to Memorial Day. And so I think this attorney just wants his freedom back. Well, I mean, the problem is that the rest of Illinois, the populations are a lot smaller and it's a lot of farmland, which Chris, you're aware of, because um, you live on a farm. So, um, but like you the peasant. nine million. <laughs> you know what? Or... Uh, Jesus, like the nine million people in Chicago land area, like that's a huge problem. Nine million. Uh, the entire area. This is like, true. There's, there's that many people. Wait, really? Yeah. Somewhat. The entire state is like 12 million people. 12, like yeah. 9 million is in the Chicago land area. Holy crap. The Chicago population is, I think, 3 million. Uh, I think it's 4 or like 3.8 or something. But yeah, it's up there. Um, but it's a pretty big amount. And so, like, the rest of the state's like, okay, most of the problem is in 60 square miles. Like, Joe Sheldon. In 2018, the population of Chicago was 2.706 million. Absolutely, Chris. High five. Virtual fist bump. Let's I feel go. like it's kind of small, but yeah. Um, You're kind of small. Yes, you are. I thought we determined that was Matt earlier. That <laughs> is, no, but that's what you said to you. <laughs> uh, anyways, continue, Matt. <laughs> uh, yes, continue. Sorry. Missouri is actually going to start slowly reopening the rest of the state besides St. Louis County. Isn't St. Louis County the whole state? Like When I think of Missouri, I just think oh. of St. Louis. No, it's St. <laughs> Louis. Kansas City, and then some stuff in the middle. <laughs> right, yeah. The Lake of the Ozarks, they have a TV show, I guess. That's cool. Ozarks um, is the only thing. Uh, you got, like, Springfield, where there's a Cardinals minor league affiliate, and Missouri State. Mizzou's in Missouri, I guess. That's cool. But, <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not a ton going on in the state. So, that's why they're reopening most of the state outside of St. Louis. And I'm assuming Kansas City County, but I don't know what their county is actually called. <laughs> Kansas City of <laughs> County. County of Kansas City. <laughs> Might as well be. St. Louis County. St. Louis County. Should be Kansas City. And your County. quarantine news for the day, Travis Scott held the massive online concert in Fortnite that had 10 million people tune in. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't play Fortnite. You're wild. I, like, that's awesome, first of all. That's good for him. That's really cool. Um, but at the same time, I can imagine how many, you know, how many 10-year-olds, 10 to 15-year-olds tuned in and had their have have their parents find out that Travis Scott probably swore up a storm on Fortnite. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> he did sicko mode, stargazing, debuted a new song with Kid Cudi. Um, oh, did it, he? Yeah, it's called the Scots because um, they both have Scott in their name. Um, kind of cool. Um, I kind of think they're teasing a like collab album, which would be dope. Nice, because uh, they're both really talented, but uh. Yeah, that was the biggest like virtual concert of all time. So that's awesome. Uh, kids are gonna be saying their their first ever concert was was on, on Fortnite. Fortnite. These During are wild times. These are wild times, man. That's amazing. 
Uh, ooh, some other quarantine news. Uh, what is this called? Drake is actually releasing an album at midnight, according to OVO Sound. Uh, Dark Lane demo tapes. All right. Okay. Nice. Future on it. Future is on it. And Chris Brown. All right. Sweet. Looking forward to that. Chris Brown sounds like a beater. Music. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon, Bart. Too soon. <laughs> it sounds like a beater. <laughs> All right. Continue. Uh, yeah. Continue. Yeah. That's my. That's our coronavirus update for the day. Uh, so inside the minds, we you know there's there's sports to talk about, but we also like to talk about beer and food. Kevin has decided to try Kona Spiked Island Seltzer. He's reviewing a new flavor this week. Kevin, yep. please tell us what you want. So uh, people don't know. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying the passion fruit orange guava this week. Um, we'll see. I've tried it already, but it's pretty good. I'm going to try it again here. Give you guys a live review. It tastes like some passion fruit and some oranges. Does <laughs> <laughs> it taste spiked? Um, actually, it doesn't. It literally just tastes like a normal like seltzer like water. Like, I don't know what brands make normal seltzer water, but bubbly. Yeah, no, it's better than bubbly. Bubbly trash. And and um, Lacroix. Lacroix is even worse. Um, I'm thinking more like Bai. I'm a big Bai guy. Um, Bai doesn't. Bai doesn't. <laughs> they do, make a seltzer water. Yeah, they do. do they really? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, you're a Bai. You're a Bai guy. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Not what I meant, but... I don't um, know, dude. Like, you usually you say what you mean. But. <laughs> I quit. This is my last never episode. Lost. I'm out. Um, I'm a BAI guy. Um, <laughs> spell it out there. Uh, but, yeah, this uh, Passion Fruit Orange Guava, very good. Um, I think I like it better than the Star Fruit Lime that I reviewed last week. It's just a little bit more flavorful. Um, you can't really tell the guavas in there, though, which is unfortunate. But I would give this a solid 7.7 out of 10. Nice. Can't wait okay. for summer now. If there's a summer. Just kidding. There's- <laughs> I think be. the seasons will still happen, Matt. I don't the think there's a coronavirus. <laughs> the earth, uh, earth, the is earth canceled. will function. <laughs> actually, actually, with everybody staying inside and not fucking around, Earth is now not canceled because the population, like the, the population, population. pollution, population's done. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, the population has gone down significantly. But I'm Rip. sorry, that's terrible. Rip. Oh, really? Um, but the pollution's like all gone. Like you could see the water in Venice. You could see the air in China. Um, <laughs> you can see air. What? <laughs> well, I mean, one. like, it's clear air. It's clear air. There you go. It's not smoggy and stuff. That means you can't see the air, which is good. <laughs> right. Well, you can see the sky. I don't know, dude. Like, what do you want me to say? I, like, uh, I'm not a scientist. I'm not Bill Nye. <laughs> go get a master's degree. Yeah. Well, so we can all be smart here. <laughs> I got a... That requires me to go to get a bachelor's degree that I don't have yet. So. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. I gotta just, start that. just skip a step. Tell him you want to be a sensei. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a master of uh, this. Master of karate. <laughs> uh, uh, now, Chris, I'm excited you... for you. This is Bart. What, so, so what? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Go on. I was going to sure? go off. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, it, it's, no, it's Bart, you have something to say. So. No, 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 Bart, you no, have something Bart. to say. I was excited for you to say it. Yeah, we're oh, all excited. All right. Here. Okay. Well, I'm not excited. If you guys... Bart, just go <laughs> ahead and say right. it. Uh, I'm now uh, part of my take. <laughs> uh, talk they, they interviewed some some dude that uh PhD in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, that's a legit thing. It's yeah. like some very random college too, but yeah, I've heard about that before. You can get a PhD in all right, that's fine. Uh there's one college that offered a entire course in the science of Batman. <laughs> like what? Town? So Matt, Matt, just think of something. Uh I would like to learn about the science of how to, be a, um, how to be the best mat. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, we're not talking like floor mats because I don't want to be that. <laughs> but, you know, get a master's in the science of podcasting. There you go. Absolutely, yes. I would like to learn more about the internets and the interwebs. Um, Chris, I'm excited for your review of this, uh, this specific beer, specific alcoholic beverage. Um, I'm excited. I, I personally am because I've never oh, had it okay. before. Um, and I don't intend to have it ever. But. Right. So I did my beer review a little early last night, and I had myself a, a good old Milwaukee brewed Miller Lite. All right. This Miller Lite, according to the can, is pretty much the god of champagnes. And you know, here's the thing. I say champagne, right? They call it a champagne, the champagne of beers. I would not oh. mix that with orange juice for a mimosa, though. Would you? I would not. Actually, no. so here's the thing. Let me say so, this. So, I've actually mixed. I've mixed Bud Light and orange juice, and it's pretty good. Oh, okay. that's fine. That's called. But yeah, it's called Bud Light terrible. orange. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but actual orange juice. <laughs> I made myself a beer mosa. <laughs> See, that's fine. Beer. Actually, I've had a strawberry beer mimosa before. That was delicious. But Miller Light and anything does not sound good. Usually, when I have a beer mosa, it's blue moon and orange, but. Chris, go on with your champagne. Miller Lite, it it just combines all the flavors that you would want in a beer into one can. It's just such a a great tasting flavor for such a good price that I'm willing to give it a score of a one out of a (laughs) hundred. So... So did you Miller Lite so much. I'm sorry. Was it just Miller Lite or was it Miller High Life? No, it's just like regular Miller Lite. Oh, okay, because Miller High Life is all right. That's that's the champagne of beers. Yeah, High Life that, that is a solid right. four out of ten. I mean, MGD ain't bad either. Yeah. Genuine drafting. I have anything other than Miller Lite itself is. If if I'm trying to just smash right. cans, like I will, I will drink Miller High Life and I will finish a twelve pack by myself. <laughs> is that a fair position? Smashing cans part. <laughs> uh, well, it is now. Or is that a if it is, that, is that a band name? You know, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ignore me. Let's move on. Uh, so one out of a hundred. That gives it a point zero one out of ten. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Essentially, okay. I uh, I definitely approved. It's I a point one out of rating. ten. That is Matt's seal of approval. That is the inside of mine's seal of approval. <laughs> Sponsors. Right. Yes, absolutely. Miller Lite. Um, y'all suck. <laughs> y'all have a good ballpark, though. Miller Park. That's cool. It's not Miller Park anymore. What is it? I don't know, but they changed the names. I mean, I got spotted cow from Miller Park, so that's why I went there. Do you have spotted cow? But Your anyway, spotted cow. That is oh. totally uncalled for. 
Oh, oh, it is. Matt's mom. You're a nice lady. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, in 2021, it will be renamed American Family Field. What? A- after, AFF? After, after the um, American Family Insurance Corporation. American Family Insurance. Yep, exactly. That's, that's I am never going to sing again in my life. You should do that again. American Family Insurance. Maybe we'll get I can tell a difference. Clip it. Clip it. Seal it. Get her done. All right. Um, all right, boys. Let's talk a little NFL. Uh, Favre says Rodgers will not be a Packer in a Packer uniform much longer. Totally believe that. He's going to throw a tantrum. He's going to get asked to get traded. And he is going to Kevin's favorite team, the Patriots, the New England Patriots. That is my thought. I don't know about y'all. He's going to the Pats. Do you want to know something? Yes. What? You're wrong. Uh, well, um, you also said you also said that Tom Brady was going to stay with the Patriots. Okay, you know what? I could I could have. <laughs> and a you dream. said you also said you also said that two was going to get drafted by the Patriots. Okay, I can have a second dream, but and you're running this, out of dreams here. You're running out of dreams, man. <laughs> uh, but now I'm a sensei, so my knowledge is correct. As of this fucking afternoon, you are. Yeah. So now, from here on out. Nothing you have the sheet tapes. of paper. Shut up. I he's will getting that in August. Talk to me in six weeks. Episode 20, I'm going to have it. Um, Speaking of Patriots drafting, how about that kicker from Marshall? Can you oh, wait man. for us to get there? Jesus. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Brett Favre was right. Rodgers will not be a Packer next season. That's what I'm predicting his trade. No, it's, uh, uh. they'll go to Jordan okay. Love next year, but I he could not be a Patriot because he cannot fit in with Bill Belichick. He would the first time Bill Belichick yells at him and says he does something wrong, he's going to go cry in a corner and then go to the media and be like, "Oh, this big mean old man yelled at me because I threw the ball out of bounds on a game-winning drive." And then, yeah. Well, okay, Aaron, he's actually a really good quarterback, and yeah, he does but not he's a do that. giant baby, and needs to have everything his way. Bart, I don't know about you. Would you? Okay, let me ask you. Would you like him with the Bears? You're very conflicted, I know, but like, I need you to answer this because I want to hear your thoughts. He doesn't want to answer it. <laughs> yes. I mean, I feel the same. I mean, uh, like, he's destroyed us for so long, but he is so good. And he is a lot better than what we have going on right now. So, absolutely, I don't give a shit. If we had a, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers on our team, we would have definitely been pretty deep in the playoffs by now. Uh, I mean, with that defense and the decent receiving core that he had, he doesn't even have a decent receiving he, core. He doesn't he need a work. decent uh, right, receiving exactly. core. He made it work. He doesn't, he, it doesn't matter. He just needs good luck. On his Hail Marys. Sure. But yeah, that's still, fine. With, with, with the defense that we have, the team that we already have around, I mean. I agree. It, I, well, that and Packers fans would be absolutely so distraught. It would, it would make suck me forever. so, so happy. Absolutely. Like, they would. Not, they don't know how it is to have a shitty quarterback like we do, so – but yeah, I think I think ideally the Packers still want to hold on to him for two years before they can they can cut him. But we'll see how that works out. Uh, I don't think Rogers is going to have it though. He's 
Oh, wait. Here's another something else. Here, here's another quarterback that's going to the Patriots. Andy Dalton got released today because yeah. Joe Burrow is going to be day one starter. So I would be okay with Andy Dalton, New England. That's fine. Yeah, I. I mean, I can still see both both quarterbacks going there. One of them's going to go there. If it Cam Newton hasn't been signed, so I don't think. He's going to the Patriots because I, I feel like they would have signed him by now. No, I think they're going to wait for training camp to come through and see what Jared Stidham looks like and then decide if they want to bring someone else in. Why Why Ryan wait or... that long? Because Bill Belichick wants to fool the league and make them think they're going with that crappy backup quarterback. Yeah, but why not have here. someone on, on the team already and – He's just going to have his dog Nike uh, play quarterback. I'd be okay with that. Sign me up for season tickets. They would still win, so they would. They'd go undefeated, guaranteed. Um, Chris, as you were saying, uh, the Patriots drafted a very controversial kicker that apparently didn't know what he was putting on his body at the time that he was putting it on. Um, I just want to hear Kevin's thoughts. What do you What, what do you think? Is he the next Goskowski? Uh, nope. I don't think he'll be on the team come training camp. Um, because Bill Belichick is a very military guy. Um, I think his dad was in the Navy, I believe, or something, but, um, very military family. And the fact that this guy had an anti-military, anti-government militia tattoo. The three percenters. Uh, yeah. The three percenters tattoo on him and Bill, and no one in the Patriots organization caught this before the draft, which is shocking. Because a lot of teams actually do tattoo evaluations. Like, shocking that they didn't know what this was. And the fact that he's like, oh, I didn't know what it was. Well, Bill Belichick only is going to get a coverage of people. He's, get a cover no, he's actually being removed now. Yeah. Um, but still, he was stupid and got it and didn't know what it was. So, I don't think. I, I highly doubt he didn't know what it was. That's yeah, exactly. Fairly specific. Yeah, you're not Jamie. like, oh, this looks cool. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jameis Winston's going to the Saints, which is very surprising. But at the same time, I mean, everybody's talking about Drew Brees retiring after the season. So the Saints are in a great situation with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston because Jameis can learn under Drew Brees. You guys want to hear a list of every quarterback making more than Jameis next year at Jameis Winston's $1.1 million? Me. Okay. (laughs) That's why we're friends, Kevin. Uh, I'll buy you beef, Shaq. Let's go. Anyway. Every quarterback, but a couple. Give us a couple because I know that the list is pretty long. Okay. Um, We have Cooper Rush. (laughs) Uh, Matt Barkley. Who's Cooper Rush? Hold on. Where is he playing? Backup quarterback for the Cowboys. Okay. All right. He he used to be uh, the quarterback at Central Michigan. Okay. Well, yeah, you did. Next time, um, Brady. Let's see. <laughs> Ryan Griffin. I had no idea who that is. No, I've never heard of him. Nathan Peterman. Oh, uh, oh, Matt <laughs> Schaub, who hasn't? I don't think he's played in like two years. He's just still in the league. That's what I. That's he's what I thought when I still under contract. When I read it. So back up in Houston. Is, I'm gonna look. Arizona, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, Ooh. Atlanta. Nate Sudfeld, Chad Henney, 
Jeff Driscoll. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Jameis, what you doing, buddy? And uh, Bears all-time favorite, Chase Daniel. <laughs> Wait, but uh, is Trubisky making more than him, too? Well, obviously. He still has first round, second overall pick contract. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Chase Daniel's on the Lions right now, so they're overpaying him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be a bench coach, glorified bench coach. A bench coach. I love it. But yeah, and, um, and apparently he turned down more money to be with the Saints. Interesting. Well, which All is right. cool because I mean, honestly, Drew Brees is a very good. He he's willing to teach, so I am not surprised by this at all whatsoever. I'm well, okay, no, I shouldn't say whatsoever. I'm pretty surprised, but I'm not surprised that he picked to go to the Saints to be a backup. So that is actually a pretty good move on his part. And, and, and did you guys see the uh, Rams new scoreboard? I did not. That thing is insane. I shared it with you, Bart. How rude. Yeah, uh, it, it essentially covers, like, the whole, the whole field. literally from end zone to end zone. Like, that's a, it's 120 yards long. That's so high field. It's insane. Wow. That is insane. Yeah, it, that is, that is absolutely crazy. <laughs> It's even is that, so hold on. Is that stadium going to be? Is that uh, is it going to have a retractable roof? It's going to have a retractable screw. Stan Kroenke. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I and, don't think so. Yeah, he's going to be open. It. I don't. I think it's open air. All right. It's going to be and wide then, open. Really quick. She said. Oh, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then really quick here, uh, Bears signed the safety, Tayshawn Gibson and Ted Gid Jr. Both of them, no. Yeah, both of them are one-year one year deals, right, Bart? Yeah, yep. All right, I like it. Um, Ted Ginn Jr. is old, and he's he drops a lot of passes. He's 36, but he's still fast as hell. And, I mean, he's a good depth receiver. Yeah. I guess. I mean, but they they drafted that one speedster, Darnell uh, Mooney. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like I think he's more of like he's gonna come in on certain situations or more of a special teams guy, punt returner. Because uh, Tariq Cohen's really Chase bad. Chase Daniel at of uh, wide receivers. Yeah, which is fine. I don't care. I mean, yes. he's probably gonna be the sixth man on that wide receiver core. That's a bit of and a waste. Deshaun Gibson. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson played for the Jags and he played for the Texans. The Texans cut him, uh, but he's still a good depth guy. I mean, there's going to be three guys at that strong safety position where Eddie Jackson can roam free. So I'm pretty happy about that. I mean, I don't care. I mean, if there's three guys, three guys are better than none. I think he's a better fit than uh, Ha Clint Dix. Yeah, he um, is. He is because Ha Ha was more of a free safety too. But I mean, we'll see because because Deion Bush he he got some snaps in last year. He played fairly decently well, so we'll see. It's either going to be Deion Bush or uh, or Gibson. Deion Bush did play a good game uh, in for Eddie Jackson in the NFC uh, Wild Card against the Eagles that one year. So when Eddie Jackson was injured, so yeah. I I don't know. I mean, what is decent? Yeah, he's pretty good. All right, guys. So like I mentioned. Uh, we do have our first official guest, and without further ado, let's bring it in to Mr. Floyd McCraney. All right, guys. So today we have our first official interview from the sporting world. Uh, joining Inside the Minds is the photographer from the Chicago White Sox, or 
all things Chicago. Maybe best friends with Tim Anderson. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, <laughs> the only guy to ever make me look good in pictures because he was my engagement photographer. That's how we know each other. Um, Mr. Floyd McCraney, what's up? Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. What's going on, Floyd? How do we how do we find you? How do we find your family? You guys safe? You guys healthy? Hey, what? Uh, how do we find your family? No well, one's going to find my family. <laughs> you know what I mean when I say that, though. No, um, I, uh, I'm okay. I, um, so, so my parents uh, both work in the medical field. My dad is a radiation therapist, and my mom is a nurse in oncology. So we um, shout out to them during, yeah, during this time, especially. They, they must be very proud of having a son that's a photographer, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, all my life been uh, extra cautious anyway, because yeah, it's absolutely. just in their nature. You know what I mean? Um, so this, I like to think we've been, uh, we've been well prepared for something like this, but we take the necessary precautions and, you know, we, we, I don't want to knock anyone and I don't want to, I'll, I'll, we listen to science because science is undefeated. Okay. Yeah. Um, Agreed. <laughs> so because of that, we're doing good. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Man. Hopefully I keep the answer shorter than that, but <laughs> no, I just, you, I just hey, wanted to give a little background. You're good, you're good yeah. man. Don't worry about it. But, but uh, yeah, everybody's good, man. So, I know you. Uh, we're not, we're not, you know, best friends, but I guess you know we can be right now. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess like my first question for you, for those who may not be familiar, tell us like a little bit about yourself and your photography background to start it off. Um. So about uh, well, about five, a good five years ago now, I um, I randomly bought a camera <laughs> all right that's how you started that, off. That's, that's that's where it starts right um that's awesome what kind so, of camera was it <laughs> i mean I, I bought a camera that anybody can buy you know what i mean it was a sony camera and uh basically i bought it because i i, I love switching backgrounds on my cell phone and, and on my computer so sure. it, it it as it as lame as it sounds, it got to the point where I would find a background that something was missing or the edit was wrong or the colors were off. So that's why I bought my own camera because I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just take my own photos and use them as desktop backgrounds and backgrounds for my cell phone. So <laughs> that's awesome. So that that's what made me uh, that's what made me buy it. And um, I uh, I just started sharing the photos on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Wasn't really big on Instagram at the time. Still not hot on it, but um, I just started posting. And for some reason, a few of my photos started to get traction. And um, at the same time, my best friend and another friend of mine, uh, they were like, dude, you could probably do this for real like you could probably sell these like i've seen photos like this at merchandise mart um i see people selling photos like this at all the art fairs like you can do that and i'm like well i bought a camera because i wanted my own desktop background so that's not gonna happen 
Um, but I just kept posting, you know, I, I just shared the photos and um, eventually one random girl sent me a message and she's like, hey, I live in St. Louis, actually. Oh, hey. And um, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I live in St. Louis now, but I'm from Chicago. Is there any way? Yeah, what's up, wifey? <laughs> <laughs> He says, what's up, wifey? (laughs) (laughs) And um, so the girl's like, yeah, you know, I miss Chicago so much. Uh, Is there any way I can get a print of this photo? And oddly enough, it was a photo that I took with my cell phone, actually. It wasn't even with the camera. (laughs) So I'm like, you know what? Um, I, I was honest with her. I said, hey, listen. I took this with my cell phone, but I can print it for you. And if the quality is not there, what I'll do is I'll go try to recreate this photo. So the the cell phone photo didn't come out, you know, as, as expected, it didn't come out the way I wanted it to. So I went and recreated the photo and I printed up a 16 by 20 using the Sony camera. And she got the print in like two weeks. Uh, didn't hear anything from her. Uh, about a week after that, she made a post on Facebook saying, this is the greatest photographer in the world. She got it framed and she had it on her wall and she shouted me out. And from that, maybe five other people asked me for prints. So um, around the same time, a lot of these photography hubs on Instagram started to repost my photos. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so you know, it, was, it it happens a thousand times a day on a bunch of different. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And eventually, all of these hubs. There's a few I'll name. One is IGers Chicago, another one is Chew Chicago, and uh, then there's Shy Texture. So all of these Chicago-based hubs started to do meetups. And um, eventually I went to one of the meetups and, you know, people were introducing themselves and, you know, I introduced myself and one of the guys that ran one of the hubs said, oh, yeah, you did that photo, of blah, 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 blah. And this photo was like I posted six months ago. So at this point, I'm starting to think, OK, maybe my friends were right. Maybe I can <laughs> do, do something with this, you know, and um, it just sort of snowballed from there. And uh, I just kept posting and kept posting and, you know, photos got traction and, you know, serendipitously things happen, you know? That is a big word. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. you, Did you go to uh, uh, school for this at all or you just kind of learned as you went? That's a a fantastic question um, because I think about this all the time. You know, when I look back, I was always into – art and symmetry and sunsets and tulips and it was all of these things independent of each other but when I became a photographer I realized that all of those things were sort of leading me into photography because I'm not going to be a landscaper (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm not going to be a contractor. Um, the sunset is God's work. So 
the best thing I can do is capture all this stuff to freeze these moments. So um, eventually when I got to college, I went to Columbia in Chicago. For sure. Uh, for radio, actually. But I took one random photography class, didn't love it, didn't find anything interesting about it at all. Um, it was, you know, a random elective that we all take. I thought it would be an easy A. Actually, end up getting a C in that class. <laughs> um, well, that, that that professor doesn't know anything, so whatever. <laughs> she lost your job. <laughs> Listen, if she looks at my work now, she I, I don't even blame her for giving me a C. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so no, I uh, you know went to radio actually. Um, my position was eliminated from my nine to five job uh, at the end of last year. And I had been in radio, well, at Intercom specifically for 13 years. Oh, wow. So I had an entirely different career in life <laughs> at that time. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, in, like I said, five years ago that I randomly bought a camera. And um, because I didn't go to school for it, and because, you know, my great uncle didn't hand me his Nikon from 1952, um, <laughs> I, I, I felt like I had a lot of catching up to do. So, you know, I, I, I do give myself all the credit in the world because I, I went back and I did the work, right? So I watched thousands of hours of YouTube videos. I, um, you know, before work, after work, nights, weekends, holidays, I would roam around Chicago just taking photos. You know, um, my prettiest friends, <laughs> I would beg them <laughs> to let me take photos of them. You know what I mean? So I uh, did the work. Full and, disclosure, and, you, you know, definitely I, didn't beg me. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so I, I, I pretty much worked in reverse um to try to make up for all of that lost time and um that's that's how i ended up you know where i am today so no i wish i would have went to school for it i wish i would have did it in high school and you know who knows where i would be now if i did but um i like my story so far though i, I don't think yeah I absolutely it is uh, that's yeah, a pretty absolutely. dope story i mean you're, you're taking pictures for the White Sox. That's <laughs> yeah, cool that, you know, awesome. that's pretty cool, too. I'm, I'm guessing that's the next question, right? How did that happen? Oh, well, well, so hold on. No, Bart wants I to ask you about oh. your Twitter. Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> How does it feel to be verified? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but um, there's a war on, uh, against the verified people on Twitter. Ah. Um, because a lot of them use that check mark. Um, but for me, um, you know, honestly, it feels great. I, uh, I worked in radio for, you know, I was at Intercom for 13 years, but I was at Clear Channel, which is now iHeart, a couple years before that. Oh, and sure. um, it, it, it never really felt like home and I never really felt like I had a place even though I thought I was in love with radio it was a cool career um so I guess I was always looking for my place so 
it wasn't until I became a photographer again, five years ago, (laughs) something felt right and it felt like home right away. So for me, it was, um, it was, it was validation, you know, um, it was gratitude, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And um, you know, I, I don't know the verification process and how many how, how how other people get that badge, but for me, it's because I um, you know, I I had the pleasure of being in a lot of circles that were. Listen, I'll just say it: Grammy winners. There you go. Yeah. Emmy winners. <laughs> you know, I've I've photographed some 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 uh some high quality individuals who put out high quality work and um I think it was the fact that they shared my stuff and that um uh people started to post without credit and then people were actually taking credit for photos that I took. Oh, oh, so, throw hands for that. listen i'm from the south side man so yeah that's that's always the first the first line of defense right um so so yeah so for me it's like okay yeah you're legit like this is your work this is your world you do this you put the work in so you know if it feels good and um it, it goes a long way too because other verified people can see the stuff that I post now. So before I was verified, I would post photos of the White Sox players, um, the artists that I shoot, actors, actresses, and you know, it, it, it would be the luck of the draw. Some of my stuff would get traction, some of it wouldn't, some of them would see it, some of them wouldn't, but because you have that badge now, there is a section that you can for only verified notifications. Oh wow! So once I got notified, literally every uh, verified, literally everyone that was verified would see my stuff now, and then they started sharing it, and then they started reaching out. So it goes a long way, man. Um, is it is it a clout thing? Yeah, for some people <laughs> it is, but for me, I just I just wanted to be official, you know. I, yeah. That that that's what it was for me. So, you know, um, actually, that was thanks to working in radio because that's how I became a concert photographer. Oh, um, so so yeah, it feels great. And and again, <laughs> I do apologize if these answers are just no, I'm great. just going on and on. <laughs> no, no, dude, no these are awesome. There's a lot of great yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I have one more question before we get to probably the the White Sox stuff. But yeah. I was looking at your page and you had a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Um, yeah. I just wanted to know what you were what you were thinking when you were creating that. Because honestly, that is that is so cool. It literally just looks like a like a a bright Christmas tree. Um, you know, it's. It's since I became a photog, man, everything that I look at is a photo. It's, it's hard for me to look at something with normal eyes now. But when I was in Paris and uh, I went to the Eiffel Tower, I'm like, this is, I'm here. This is, this is unreal. And, you know, it's, much bigger than I thought it would be. Like it's, <laughs> it's huge. Like it's it's unreal. I mean, you can go 
miles in either direction and still have to look up to see the, the Eiffel Tower. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. But um, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to do something different. And that's always been my approach anyway. Um, I, so every, the top of every hour, I think starting at 9, 10 o'clock at night, um, the lights sparkle for 10 minutes. Um, and, you know, the, the, the sky was clear. It was, it was, it, the, the, the sky was blue. Um, I just wanted to do something different. So that, that was it. You know, I, I got caught up in the moment, but then I'm like, oh, wait, I need to photograph this. So that's it. I mean, there was no, no real science outside of just wanting to capture that moment a little differently than everybody else did. That's it. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I really liked that picture. Appreciate it, man. Much appreciated. I have a question before you get into the White Sox stuff, too. So mm-hmm. what is your ki- favorite kind of picture to take? Is it sports? Is it environment? Is it weddings? Uh, All of the above. Hold on. Wait, before, <laughs> before he answers that, uh, he's been to one Polish wedding in his life, and he definitely wants to go to more Polish weddings. Because <laughs> we took a shot together at that wedding, and he's like, God bless Polish weddings. <laughs> All right, Bart, you need yeah, to get married I'm- now. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm honorary Polish man. I, you are uh, absolutely. Yeah, you you guys let me into the fold. I appreciate that. But um, <laughs> ooh, it's it's so hard to say. Um, because every every genre of photos that I take has been on purpose, except for sports and the White Sox. So that came out of nowhere. So I'm going to say that because I never imagined Mm -hmm. being a sports photographer. I mean, being from Chicago, like, yeah, I grew up a White Sox fan. My mom took me to Comiskey Park, you know, and and she didn't mind taking me to the games because she knew that I wouldn't make it past the fourth or fifth inning, you know? So she's (laughs) like, oh, I get the satisfaction of taking my son to a game and I don't have to stay the whole time. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um, so, yeah, so there was that. And, and uh, you know, I, I became a White Sox fan because these were the guys that I saw at Bud Billiken Parade. These were the guys I saw in the grocery stores. These were the guys who came to my school. So, you know, it was just – it was a natural thing. And, um, you know, of course, I'm a Bulls fan, Blackhawks, you know, uh, Bears. Um but I never imagined, I, I, you know, I've always been a fan. I've gone to games. I never imagined, um, you know, being right next to these guys or even directing these guys. Like, hey, stand there, do this. This is what I need for my photo. And then having these guys say, okay, you're the boss. Like, it's the craziest thing in the world, right? That's awesome. Um, yeah, so everything else that I've done has been purposeful. Like, you know, when I do my cityscape stuff, I do that on purpose. So it's almost like, yeah, I set out to do this. I set out to get this photo. So, you know, it, 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 for lack of a better term, it doesn't feel as special. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the sports on that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. How did you uh, – how did you – get into the white Sox. that that that's you know i guess that's the the main thing how did you get in there you know I, can, can i ask you guys a question how how much time do we have <laughs> so However, here's the so here's the thing that's the question i was about to ask but matt likes to interrupt me so <laughs> sorry, Chris, i'm sorry um 
<laughs> no, but I, just to kind of like elaborate a little bit. So I have always wanted to work in sports. I currently mm-hmm. work full-time in sports um, for the Kane County Cougars. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we're furloughed as well. So I'm just kind of sitting around at home too, just like every other professional sports employee. But mm-hmm. I've worked for every major team in the Chicagoland area to kind of get myself to where I am with my full-time position. So was there like a break where you finally got that opportunity to be the Sox photographer? Was there just like this one connection that got you to where you are? Cause that's kind of what happened to me. Uh, yeah, that's essentially what it was. I, um, so actually one of those hubs that I mentioned at the beginning, um, there was a, a girl who ran the Choose Chicago Hub, and uh, her name is Nicole Hampton, and she interned with the White Sox back in '05 when they won. So, uh, for some reason, she maintained a relationship with them all these years, and uh, she just she sent me a message one day, and she goes, "Hey, do you like the White Sox?" Like, yeah, I like the White Sox. I'm a fan. She's like, hey, they're starting this program. And it's called uh, Social Media Influencer Program. And they're looking for people to photograph opening day. So they're looking for that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, yeah, so they're looking for about, you know, I don't know, 10 to 15 people to come to the ballpark on opening day. And, you know, the idea was to drum up in about the upcoming season. And, you know, around this time a few years ago, that's when, you know, Instagram just really exploded. And it started to take over Facebook and Twitter and and everything else. And, you know, the White Sox said, hey, we need to up our social media game. So let's let's get some people in here who who shoot and shoot and shoot. So, um. And yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. So um, call time was 3.30 a.m., I believe. Oh, my God. On that opening day of, uh, I think it was 2015, I think. Um, so we show up, and the deal was, hey, you guys take photographs around the ballpark before the fans get here. Um and basically, they wanted us to document the entire day. They're like, you guys do this. We'll give you two tickets to the game. Uh, we'll give you food and drink. So, uh, yeah, we'll do that. So, How long were you was, there for? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, How long there, were you there for that day? Uh, from from 3.30 until, let's see, opening day is usually a one ten start. So yeah. probably 13 hours. So for 13 hours of work, where, where were your seats at? Well, well, no, it, I, I was there for 13 hours, but the work stopped as soon as the game started. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I was, I was, uh, right behind, uh, uh, third base, which is, you know, right behind third base yeah. on top of the dugout. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's, you know, that's, that's where all the action is with the home team. So they at least gave you decent seats for it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say, that sounds just like sports, you know, work 12 hours for us and we'll give you a hot dog. 
yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't know where it was going. I didn't, I didn't fully understand the idea of the, the program, to be honest with you. But um, that's what we did. And so what happened is they, they had a contest, and uh, the contest was something like whoever takes the best photo or whoever um, when if, if we post your photo, whoever gets the most likes or shares or something like you'll win the contest and um the the prize was a suite for 15 people wow food drink included everything um and i was fortunate enough to win the contest and they're like oh man yeah Yeah. so you know they're like yeah you can bring your friends family up to no it was for 20 people actually it was 20 oh um so they're like yeah you know it it, you, you tell us it just can't be, you know, one of the major games. It can't be a, you can't get a sweep for a Yankee series or something like that. So I'm like, oh, it's cool. So what happened was I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, hey, listen, it, we're all winners here. Like, we're all Chicagoans. Like, this is this is super cool. I just want to say right here and right now that I want to invite all the other people that were in the contest in the sweep. Dang. That's oh. awesome. So, <laughs> Great gesture. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of cool people. I've met a lot of cool people, a lot of talented people, a lot of people who, you know, I looked at their stuff and I'm like, wow, they are way better than me. And, you know, a lot people that have been doing it longer than I have. So one of the girls um, on their social media team at the Sox, she reached out to me and she goes, hey, listen, that was super cool of you. I talked it over with the other girls and we'll give you another suite. So you can actually bring your friends and family. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. Bring them again. <laughs> this, this is my very first day. <laughs> this is oh, my first man. time. Like this was my first time I stepped foot on the actual field. Like it was, I got kind of choked up. I got emotional. I'm like, man, this is, this is insane. Like I'm you made the it. Field and yeah, I felt official, you know? Um, so yeah, I won the contest, and um, when when I uh, actually brought my friends and family to the suite, I took photos, you know, just with my cell phone, and I posted them. And then the White Sox reposted the photos, and then I got another message like, "Hey, listen, we know you're in this program, but would you be interested?" and maybe freelancing for us. Hey, um, hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they have a, the actual team photographer. His name is Ron Vesley. He's been there, man, I want to say 35 years. So, so he's been he, there forever. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 uh, it's always crazy to hear somebody's been doing something longer than people have been alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so he's the actual team photographer. And the, the idea was basically, hey, we like your stuff. We like what you do. Whenever Ryan is not available or if something comes up, we'll hit you up. So um, that happened. They, you know, they sent me an email and they're like, hey, we have this event coming up at the ballpark. It's for charity. We only need you for two hours. Can you shoot this? And, you know, I did it. And, you know, that snowballed into um, other departments saying, hey, who was that guy you used for that event? Can we use him for this event? 
And then another department did the same thing. So now I'm the guy that's shooting all the events. But at the same time, I'm covering pregame stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting batting practice and, um, you know, Father's Day when they wear special jerseys and special hats. I'm just, you know, sort of like with the Eiffel Tower photo, right? I try to do something different. You know, I try to capture the guys in other moments. Like, there was this one photo that I took of um, Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians. And he was just walking and he was, like, admiring his bat. And he was just walking and looking like, looking at his bat so lovingly and I'm looking around and nobody's taking this guy's photo. I don't know if you guys ever see like the media swarm at any sporting event, but like I'm looking around, nobody's taking this photo. I'm like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. Or maybe he doesn't like his photo taken, but I was like, eh, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> so I took the photo and he's just in love with his bat. And uh, I posted it, sent it to the Sox. They're like, hey, dude, this is Cleveland Indians. We don't want this photo. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right. So about a month later, I get a DM from one of my good friends who uh, also shoots for the Sox. And he's like, have you seen uh, Frankie's page? And I'm like, no, what page? He's like, his Twitter and his Instagram. And he changed his profile photos to that photo that I took of him looking at the back. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, it un and he kept it up for about a year, too. It was unbelievable. Wow. So, you know, I made sure to, like, really, really promote the hell out of that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I've so actually seen that picture. Is that true? Really? really? Yeah. Because uh, yes, I follow him on Twitter. And, yeah, that was amazing. It's one of my favorite photos. And um, so when stuff like that happens, um, you know, people take notice. But also the really cool thing is that, people think you're official. So they're like, oh, you must be best friends with Francisco Lindor. <laughs> so you must, so you're cool, right? So whenever the other Indians guys see me, they jump in front of the camera now because they want that Frankie Lindor photo. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's basically how it started. You know, it was, it was a contest. I won the contest randomly. Um, and then they just started reaching out and, you know, after years of doing this, um, and covering all the events, you know, the guys get to know you too. And, um, one of the things that I pride myself on is that I will never post a bad photo of you. I may take a thousand bad photos of everyone, but I will never post a bad photo of you. And I think the guys sort of like, you know, they picked up, picked up on that fairly quickly. This is true. You made went, me look really pretty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have you guys that. seen those photos that I took of Matt and Kathy, I, the, the engagement photos? Is that what your profile picture is, Matt? Well, uh, no, that's my no. wedding photo. Oh. But, you know, <laughs> which Floyd, I'm going to take this time to apologize. You should have been a wedding photographer, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's all good, man. I, I had a Polish wedding the following week, though, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's true, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um you know, I, I, I show up to the ballpark, I try to cover all eighty one games, eighty one home mm -hmm. games, and um, you know, after about a season, a season and a half, um events with the guys, they started to reach out to me personally. Like, hey, if you have more photos of me, can you send them to me? Like, um, Yoan Moncada is, is, I mean, he posts my stuff 
all the time. He used to give me credit, but he stopped doing it. I don't know why. Fight <laughs> <laughs> him. He, he, he used to, you know, DM me saying, hey, thanks for this. He'll tag me. He'll mention me, everything. He just stopped. Um, so the guy started reaching out to me like, hey, listen, if you got any more photos of me, can you send them to me? And then from that to can we actually take photos? <laughs> so, um, you know, that happened a few times. And, um, you know, my guy, Tim, um, I think, uh, you know, Tim and I are really cool. And I think we connected on, you know, the most obvious level, right? Like he's the only black player on the Sox squad. Yeah. You know? Black American. You know, uh, right. so, uh, so yeah. And, you know, you look in the, the, the photo whales and, you know, I'm the only black photographer, you know, and, uh, he has, he's from Alabama. My family's from the South. Um, we like a lot of the same music and, um, you know, we just, we just clicked, man. And, you know, um, last, uh, December, I went over to his house and I took his family's Christmas photos and those did really well on the internet. Like just in any, anywhere he posted them, they did really well. But there was this one photo of him, um, his wife and his two kids that I took uh, pregame. I don't remember. It was either, I think it may have been mother's day, but I was just roaming around doing my pregame stuff, making sure my batteries are charged or whatever. And I, I see Tim out the corner of my eye. He grabs his family. Then he looks at me and he's pointing. And then he's like, hey, he's telling his family, like, hey, we need to get this photo right here. We need to get it. It was so random. Um, so I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Snap the photo in two seconds, right? In and out. So, you know, naturally I sent it to him like, Hey man, if you want to use this, it's all yours. He posted that photo and I think it got something like 5,000 likes. And then I looked up, it was at 10,000 likes. Oh God. Damn. And then it hit 20,000 likes and then it hit 30. Like it just kept going. Like it just exploded. And I think that was the one that really solidified, you know, our relationship as far as photos go, because we've always been cool since day one. I mean, he's a really, really cool down to earth guy, all about family. Um, and most of the guys are actually. So, um, so yeah, that that's how I started, and that's where we are today, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. You you have an absolutely incredible story. Uh, I I did want to ask you uh, going into uh, your your uh, time with the White Sox. Do you have any great stories uh, with with any of the players, or anything that you saw that happened that was that was uh, really cool? Um. <clears throat> I've seen, um, you know, I, I've seen fans just absolutely lose it over these guys. Um, so it actually took seeing that for me to realize the position that I had and the position that, w that I was in because, you know, I'm, I'm with these guys all the time. You know, we may walk by each other and not say a word to each other, but yet – that person right there is like waterworks because this is their favorite player. 
Um, I've seen Yoma Sanchez between games, uh, double headers or pregame or postgame, point out specific fans and tell security, hey, that person right there, bring that person down to me right now. And he will take their phone and he will take selfies with them. Um, awesome. He would hug them. You know, he would sign whatever they wanted him to sign. Um, uh, Yo-Yo's good for that too. Uh, Tim's really good about that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's stuff like that that I see on repeat. Um, nothing really out of the ordinary. Um, you know what I mean? There was a couple, a couple days ago, somebody tweeted Tim, Hey, my daughter drew this of you. And Tim replied, Hey, make sure I get that. Like, I want that. Tell your daughter to sign it and, you know, make sure she sends it to me. And I almost jumped in like, Hey, make sure you get it to me because I'll make sure Tim gets it for sure. Blah, blah, blah. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's just stuff like that, man. You know, even when these guys are in a rush, you know, when they got stuff to do, when they want to get to their family, I've seen them take the time out and just, you know, really cater to the fans and, and, you know, really show that love that they always get, you know, at every home game. So uh, nothing really out of the ordinary, just a lot of, uh, a lot of touching moments. You know what I mean? Do you, do you ever get used to it? I mean, have you gotten used to being around all the, all the guys? Nah. At all? No. (laughs) Nah, cause uh, cause I don't think that's possible to get used to that, man. It's <laughs> it's 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 pretty wild, cause like I said, you know, it. Some of these guys are are super cool dudes, and you know, we've eaten dinner at the same tables, and um, you know, it's it's almost like with with a lot of them, it's almost like you know, regular coworkers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we all have a job to do. Um, we all have to get along. Like everybody has to get along with me because I'm the dude with the camera. Right? <laughs> like you, you want this content for your social media and you want it to be different. You want it to stand out. You want it to be clean and crisp. You know, I'm your guy, but um, no, I, I never get used to it. Um, it's, it's this, this is one of the hardest times I've ever had. Like, not just as far as work is concerned, but like in my entire life, because around this time, I'm usually doing six, seven, eight laps around the ballpark, taking pictures of fans who are hoping that the White Sox will post this on their blog or, you know, tweet out something or give them a goodie bag or something like that. Um, The one thing I will say, though, is that for the most part, they're real people, man. <laughs> you know, they they play video games. Uh, they like Harold's Chicken like I do. You know, yeah. um, you know they 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 like uh, electric scooters. Um, you know, they have kids. They have pets. Some people are dog people. Some people are cat people. Like they're they're regular people. Um, but no, I I never get used to it because. You can do something. You can just be doing your job and you can change someone's life. You know, they're doing their jobs and they're making people the happiest they've ever been or the happiest they will ever be. And, you know, I'm kind of doing the same thing. You know, I I got a message from this one girl. I took a photo of her and uh, her grandmother and uh, 
the Sox put it on their blog because so my job is not all glitz and glamour, right? Sometimes I have to take photos of the giveaway. So we gave yeah. away a water bottle one day last season. I spent two hours photographing fans <laughs> with the water bottle yeah. because, you know, the, you know, it, I needed photos for proof of concept. So, you know, I missed like three home runs that game. I missed <laughs> so much stuff. When, when Tim flipped the bat, I was in the suites taking photos of fans. So I missed oh, that whole thing. Oh, <laughs> no. yeah, I was there and I missed the whole thing. Well, you just uh, answered my next question for you. I was going to ask if you had a picture of that. but <laughs> nope. nope. I was taking nope. photos of fans. But so, you know, this one girl, she sent me a photo, uh, uh, a DM one day, and she's like, hey, you took this photo of me and my grandma. I saw the socks posted on their blog. Is there any way you can send it to me so I can print it? Or can you send me a print of it? Because we just lost her last week. You know, so it's, oh, no, it's man. yeah, it's, it's stuff like that, man, that you just you don't plan for, you don't think about, you know. So yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I may miss a bat flip here and there, but knowing that I took a photo of someone whose grandmother was a fan of the Sox, you know, since the Black Sox days, I don't know how old the lady right. was, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's that's special to me. You never know where your photo is going to end up, and you never know. Um, the reaction your photo is going to get. So, no, I don't think I'll ever get used to it, man. The reason that I asked that is because I used to work, you know, one of the positions that I had to do um, mm -hmm. to work myself up, I worked for the Blackhawks for a little bit, um, I worked wow, in the community relations really... <laughs> Yeah, so you get around. I've, I've been around. I've been around Blackhawks, Bulls, Fire, all of them. Wow. Um point being is that the reason I asked that is I was we, we got to sit in the lower bowl of the United Center before the game just kind of chill out and whatnot and I sat down right next to the the Blackhawks bench and about 30 seconds after I sat down I was on my phone or whatever Patrick Kane walks up and he just sits down on on the bench you know just in his street clothes kicks his feet up on the boards and then is on his phone and I look at him and I'm thinking you're just a normal dude Yep. <laughs> like yep. you get paid millions of dollars to play a yep. game yep. and you're just, uh, you're in the same exact position as I am kicked, feet kicked up on a board. Like you're, you're a normal dude. And it's like, yeah. I don't know for me, that, that was a big Imagine moment. Where I thought, yeah. <laughs> Shut your and for me, like <laughs> that was when I just kind of thought athletes are just normal guys that get paid a lot of money to play a game that people just Absolutely. idolize and absolutely yeah for me i don't really get starstruck anymore whatsoever by athletes so yeah. i didn't know if you felt the same exact way um you know i um i don't really get starstruck but like i yeah. i sort of wish i was doing it early there was a lot of wishing i did this sooner um yeah you know <laughs> yeah. when we, we had we had manny ramirez and ken griffey jr at one point <laughs> like that's true how yeah awesome <laughs> would it have been to be a part of the team when they were on the squad, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But no, I, I don't get starstruck, but I do um, appreciate the greats, you know? Um, For sure. Mike Trout, when I see Mike Trout, uh, Frankie Lindor, I'll give it to him. Um, you know, even the guys up north, you know, Javi Baez, you know, that, that dude is, you know, you, you, you want to talk about shortstops, he's, 
he's way up there, you know? For sure. um, so, yeah, so it's, it's not exactly starstruck. It's just, you know, major, major appreciation for these dudes. And I don't think I could perform very well, very well in front of 35, 45, 55,000 people either. So I don't know how they do that, man. Well, I mean, you do. You're taking pictures of these guys. With I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say. I mean, you didn't, you didn't realize it. <laughs> you're the real I MVP. Mean, <laughs> your pictures you know, I, are going to be. I, mean, I say your pictures are going up on platforms that are followed by hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 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 very true. Um, and don't then, get stage you right know, now. <laughs> you know, I'll try not to. But then there's like the the extensions as well. So like. You know, Michael Kopeck is married to Vanessa Morgan, and you know, me and right. her got got really cool over uh, Soxfest in January, and you know, she posted some photos that I took of her and Michael, and you know, I look at her page, and she has five million followers. <laughs> so it's like, wow, this person has five million followers, and she's giving me a shout out. Like, this is who can get used to this, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, a lot of that is the bonus, man. And, and of course the, the free swag and, and stuff like that, <laughs> you know? Boy, dude. So you, you joined the team in 2015, right? Essentially. Yes. Like, so I suck. love the way that sounds. You <laughs> yeah. Like, people say I'm on the team and like, you I, are, I like, you are. I like the way that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> but they essentially, you join like at a time where it's like, they, they essentially suck. Right. You know? <laughs> So it's like you you've been there, but then you you saw that you've been seeing the progression and everything. Yeah. But like of all the sporting events that like you've covered, you've been to, you've shot photos of, like, have any stood out to you? Like any one game, any uh, any one player, like during a specific moment, any of them stood out to you? Um. Man, I I, I really got to get into other sports at some point. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, since we're talking White Sox and baseball, um, I, um, I was at uh, David Ortiz's last game at Guaranteed Rate. And, oh, that's awesome. Um, so, Vest, the, the official team photographer, the guy that covers all, thing, all things game, um, it was him – and like one other person and, you know, the team personnel came up to me and they're like, hey, listen, I'm thinking they're going to be like, hey, listen, this is David Ortiz It's very limited. Like, we don't need you for anything. They're like, can you go get some stuff of David Ortiz, please? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Chris Sale was on the team at this at this time and uh, Chris Sale presented him with a um I, I think it was a plaque um and some other stuff. I don't remember what it was, but uh so the way I shoot, I'm a natural light guy. Like I don't do Photoshop. I like to capture the moments as they happen. They happen. So the other guys were using a flash and I don't use flash. Um so their flash kept popping it, popping it, popping and every photo that I'm trying to take was ruined because their flashes were going off. So I'm like, man, this is, I'm not going to be able to get anything. Um, 
So I'm pretty much giving up at this point, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll just do this thing that we call spray and pray, and that's when you hold the shutter and you just <laughs> let the camera go. So I, you know, took one too many photos, and my camera was too busy writing, so I couldn't take any more. And uh, David Ortiz, he was just about done. He, you know, he did his 180. He's waving to all the fans. He's looking sale gives him a hug you know the official guys get their official photo and then uh he takes his cap and he tips his cap and they're not shooting and I left my camera up and I get that shot no flashing away nothing else in a way and I got a photo of David Ortiz tipping his cap for the final time before exiting the field and it was one of my absolute favorite moments and absolute favorite photos. Wow. So that's absolutely amazing. That, 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 that <laughs> so may cool. be the one. Yeah. And actually somebody sent me a message about that photo too. He's like, Hey, can I get a print of that? So I printed a photo of that for him too. I don't, the guy's from Chicago, but I guess he's just a, a David Ortiz fan. So um, that went a long way. And that, that, that meant a lot to me because, you know, Every team posts their team, but, you know, you got to give it up to the greats, you know, like just like every NBA team honored Kobe Bryant. Like this was one of those moments that the Sox were like, hey, listen, this dude, we got to honor this dude. And they posted that photo that I took of David Ortiz and um, he liked it, but <laughs> he didn't post it and he didn't. Get it, so. Dang it, dang it, David Ortiz. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that may be the one. That may be the one. All right, Floyd, dude. I think I I speak for all of us when I say I we truly appreciated your time. You did not have to do this whatsoever. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on, my man. Uh, hopefully, we could do this again soon. And then hopefully, there's going to be a season. I'm not going to be pessimistic. There's going to be a season. There's going to be a season. <laughs> We're going to see your badass photos again. Where can yeah. people find them? Give us your socials. <laughs> uh, dear, dear Floyd on everything, man. That's, that's dear the Floyd? easiest way. Yeah, that's the easiest way to find me. And uh, yeah, hopefully I got some new friends out of this, man. Let's, yeah, for let's sure. Stay in touch, fellas. And, <laughs> absolutely, uh, absolutely. Dude, absolutely. Let's, we're gonna. Let's I'm looking this. forward. I'm looking forward to that weather that we're gonna sip on soon. <laughs> I, 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 I got a little bit left for you, but let's do this. <laughs> let's do this again when I get verified on Instagram. Sure. <laughs> Which will be soon. Which will be soon. <laughs> All right, Floyd, dude. Thank, thank you. you so much. Appreciate Thanks you, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, was, this was awesome. Yep. See ya. All right, guys. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview with Floyd. What what an amazing guy. What an amazing story he had. Uh, so he, he's, uh, he's in, into the MLB, as we will be talking about now. Uh, some headlines that came out recently. Yachty, uh, Yachty or Molina, the Cardinals. Apparently this pandemic has made him think a little bit. He might leave St. Louis. Uh, my cards, guys. Chris and Kevin, how do you how do you guys feeling about this? Okay, if he goes, he goes. But the thing is, is that I want to see him stay. I want to see him retire as a Cardinal. Like, um, there's a lot of sentiment for Yachty with me. I got to see his third ever major league game with my uh, with my mom when I was in third grade, um, and he hit his first career home run. I got to see that. Oh, wow. My mom fell in love with him like that day. And that was in 2004. And so like, I, I want to, I, I've been always wanting to take her to like the very last game he plays in St. Louis for, you know, I think that'd be a really cool thing to do. <laughs> That's a cute, 
idea, Chris. Here's the thing, though. Players holding teams hostages hostage never works out. It never does. So if Yachty's going to sit there and tell the Cardinals that he's worth $15, $20 million a year for the next two years, he can leave, and I won't have a problem with it. Because quite <laughs> frankly, there's other holes that the Cardinals have that they could easily fill with that money. And, I mean, if that's the way Yachty wants to leave the city, that's on him. Yeah, I get where you're coming from with that, Chris. I think like if they decide to pay him like 12 14 million fine bring him back in if he's willing to sell yeah. for that just because yeah. of his mind and how he can call a game there's no one in baseball yeah. that can do that we cannot replace him with that um so that i would be fine paying him 12 million dollars um i, I want to see I, him finish as a cardinal like we've literally grown up with this man as with the birds on the bat like yeah he's one of those athletes you cannot see leaving like adam wainwright he's been here just as long if he left i don't think he'd be the same like heartbreaking situation but if Yachty no, leaves, literally the city would mourn like he died so yeah I don't know if I could handle him leaving so I hope he doesn't but I think he just wants a couple more million dollars um or his goal is to actually get a contract for like two years and once Mike Schilt leaves Yachty's our new manager and that's the angle he's trying to play um, maybe oh but I don't know that's maybe. what I would hope for I I want him to be our next manager um, I said that when Matheny was here, um, obviously Matheny kept sucking, so that didn't happen. Right. But, um, yeah, that's – I mean, I, I want Yachty to stay, so hopefully this is just a negotiating tactic and he's not serious. You know, I think he will. I think he end up will end up, but, man, I I thought they overpaid for him three years ago with $20 million a year. Oh, they did. <laughs> I mean, like, he's, he's a top – I mean, at the time, I still think he's a, a top catcher in the league, especially defensively. His bat might not be there anymore, but defensively, he still has the mind. He still has the arm. He's still he clutch hitter, though, too. That's the right. Thing. He still has a baseball IQ, which is really valuable. But I mean, don't does he catch? Don't pull, uh, don't pull an Albert Pujols and try to hold the team hostage. Like, does he catch for the for the big pitchers? Does he, does he catch for uh, Flaherty and Wainwright? Yeah. And, yep. He okay. catches yeah. for literally everyone. He tries to take as few days off as possible. Um, yeah. He hates sitting out. So, I mean, he says he prepares to play 187 games a year, however many is in a season. Right. Whatever the maximum number is with playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, if his body holds up, fine. But he's had a couple injuries the last couple years. So, we'll see. And yet, there's still no closer. No, we're we're not closer. Closer. Oh my God, words are hard. We're not closer. Any closer to a good plan for baseball to return? I know, Chris. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they did come out with three different divisions just for the season. Obviously, it's going to be one off, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, There's literally West. There's ten teams in the West, ten teams in the Central, and ten teams in the East. I guess that's. That's how it's going to have to be, and I mean, honestly, it's a lot better than those plans that I showed you guys earlier with the spring training divisions. I, here's the thing, too. I think I think there's a lot of people in the sports world, especially fans. I'm going off fans, not writers, not not people that you know follow the game for a living. I think there's a lot of what I like to call armchair general managers, where it's like. If it's not, if it's not the way that it always has been, so like playing 162 games in a season, 
playing them at home stadiums, you know, just a traditional season, it's not good enough. But they don't want base, but they don't not want baseball to happen, right? It's like there's no give or take, and that's the frustrating part. So, it, I mean, it's a it's a non it'll be a non traditional season, but you know, it's one season. Absolutely, we'll be fine. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to see how the playoffs are gonna <laughs> gonna right. look after this, especially. Right. But NHL June first training caps for teams will open up as we prepare for hockey to resume. Uh, they're actually planning on resuming the rest of the season and going into the playoffs, which is absolutely amazing. There's about what 15 games left, maybe uh, a little bit more, maybe 11 a little bit or less. 12. Yeah, a little bit less. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that's awesome. Uh, I don't know how. I like when I when I think about like rust. I don't know how rust is going to play a factor into these teams that are in the hunts or in the chase to make the playoffs, and how bad you know they're going to have to go back into conditioning and stuff like that. But uh, it's definitely a good sign. Yeah, I think teams, contending teams, their players are probably a little bit more motivated during this break to stay in shape. Whereas teams like, sorry guys, but the Blackhawks, they're probably not really going to be as prepared to try to finish out this fucking well, I'm sorry. What makes you say that? Because what? Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're a contender now, like, if they don't finish out the regular season. They're six season, points out of a wild card spot. Kevin. Well, yes, but say they start the playoffs right away. Why would the Blackhawks need to be training then? You're right, so, but they won't. Yeah. Well, you don't know they, that. Nothing's final. Either actually. way, Either way, they got to stay ready and no matter what they decide to do. I mean, you can't. Well, I'm just saying their motivation, like as like the contenders, their motivation is to keep training at that high level. A better example would be if you were on the Detroit Red Wings. Okay, you're right. Would you be conditioning as hard? They're probably eating Little Caesars pizza that they get for free every day. So You're right. (laughs) But I'm just saying like these contender teams, the top of their divisions, like the Avalanche, the Blues, the Bruins, the Caps, like they're going to be training hard still because they know that they're still going to be pushing for Stanley Cup. Whereas the Blackhawks are like, okay, we can make the playoffs, but are we positioned to actually make a run? So Absolutely, yes, they are. <laughs> just because you guys fired homeboy doesn't mean you're going to make a run. We'll talk about that soon. Um, go I, Before that, uh, Elvis Merzlikens, uh had did sign a two-year $8 million extension, well-deserved. Kevin, he's part of your second favorite team, I guess, yep. now, right? The yep. Blue Jackets, so that's definitely well-deserved. I'm so happy for him. He definitely deserved it. He's tied for the lead league in shutouts, and he only played like 18 games. So, <laughs> pretty incredible. Yeah, um, no, that's awesome. Yeah, $4 million is going to end up being a bargain for him each year. Um, so It's, it's literally the same situation as Bennington was, where they both didn't play the whole season, but they, they're they earning that, that bridge deal. It's it's going to be a big contract for sure once, that, once that's over. Yep, I believe the first year is $3 million, the second year is $5 million. Um, Yeah. So it's a good, good deal for both the Blue Jackets and Elvis. So Going to get paid. Sure. And the final uh, NHL headline that we have going on, Mr. John McDonough has been fired by the Chicago Blackhawks after Rocky Words said, before this pandemic, or I guess while this pandemic was going on, he has the utmost confidence in his front office, in his coaching staff, for them to turn this around. Now, I, for one, am I happy? I don't know because it depends who the UGM is going to be, but it's for me it's a step in the right direction because Wirtz took over when the team oh, – for, for his dad, essentially. When the team was down in the dumps, he – you know, McDonough helped his team out so much, but 
Bart, my my resident Blackhawks fan, how do you how do you feel about this, man? Yeah, so John McDonough, he's done a lot for for the team in the past fourteen years. That, you can uh, say the city of Chicago, honestly, except for the yeah, Cubs. yeah, because he he came from <laughs> the Cubs and then joined a struggling uh, Blackhawks organization, and he pretty much made it one of the most popular teams in in the league. I mean, because of him, Hawks were in so many winter classics that everyone was annoyed that they're in all these winter classics, uh, right. Brought, brought the draft to Chicago, really, uh, rebuilt relationships with, uh, old stars. So that was, that was huge. Um, and he, he created the one goal, uh, slogan or whatever. So he, he did a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I'm honestly not, not too upset. I think this team does need, um, a kick in the arse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some some changes. I'm really curious on what they do with uh, with with. Right now, it's Danny Wirtz as yeah. the interim interim uh, CEO and president right now. But you know, will, will they keep him there? Will they actually find someone else? And then, obviously, the next question is, as you said, what are they going to do with Bowman and Colleton? So, honestly, I think either way, Colleton's gone after this. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, honestly, what I think happened was Wirtz realized that essentially McDonough and Bowman came up to him and said that they want to get rid of Q. And they're, if you guys watched Last Dance, which I will go over in a little bit, and if you guys start to watch it, you will see egos get in the way of things. I think their ego got in the way of these things. And obviously Q was just, you know, his his system was getting old and stuff like that. There's no reason – for me to believe that he wouldn't turn it around, but you don't go out, fire him, and then on the spot hire Jeremy Colleton just because he took a Swedish team from the last league that they were in into the first league. That does not make sense to me, and I think that's what drew the line essentially. John McDonough. Well, like, he he was yeah. the head coach of the Ice Hogs. He was, he was. But the thing is, is like, and he took them to the playoffs for the first time in forever right but this is minor league stuff man you know what i mean like this is i I get it totally understand what you're saying but how do you go from a hall of fame head coach to jeremy colleton in a matter of minutes you know what i mean i guess that's what drew the line and his colleton's performance obviously didn't help out at all whatsoever um colleton doesn't even seem like he likes being there (laughs) you know what i mean like his answers are super short Everything's super short with the media. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever. We'll turn it around. I so, mean, I'm sure he wants to be a head coach. Yeah, I, I hear you. But at the same time, I just think it's just a lack of motivation. But McDonough's story is amazing. I mean, he was working for the Cubs, if you guys didn't know. But, you know, he essentially was working for the Cubs. And uh, Rocky Wirtz took over the team in 06, 07, called McDonough. He was going to winter meetings. He was going, getting ready, like, November-ish. He was going to winter meetings. The team was down at the dumps. They weren't on TV. Uh, I mean, they had no roster at all whatsoever. They sucked. They sucked so bad. I mean, you know, they were last in their division. And he essentially said, you know, hey, you know, he didn't have a contract on the Cubs too, which is amazing, which is like, to me, that was that was just like, what the hell? But Wirtz essentially said they were in conversations like, no, no, I got to focus on the Cubs. I'm going to winter meetings. Wirtz essentially is like, okay, how much? And then – told him a number, he was happy with it, came to Blackhawks, and, and essentially, you know, in two years, he made him a cup to contender. That's absolutely amazing. But when he came there, he had he wanted no part of it. They had 
he was walking in the halls once and there was a phone that's ringing. He saw a guy there. He's like, excuse me, sir, who answers this phone? He's like, eh, whoever walks by. They had no front desk person. They had no HR department. They had no staff for anything, no entertainment staff, no media department, anything. And he took that and for like to do all that and build yourself a roster. I get it. Dale Talon did draft Patrick Kane, you know, Jonathan Taze, he, uh, McDonough and Bowman signed Hosa, right, Bart? Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he did have that, but, I mean, <sighs> lack of motivation and then just, you know, sucking the past five years, worse was not having it. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting where they, where they decide to go with this afterwards. It's going to be crazy with the draft, too, because if they decide to keep it at the same time, as it usually is, or do they try to figure out and see if they can do it after the season? I, th- I think they'll just keep it at where it is, but July, it's going to be so usually, weird. Right, guys? I think it's, it's June. Yeah, it's usually right after the the final. I would think that they would move it maybe a month or two and then delay the start of the next season, which I would, which I saw was supposed to be in December. Uh, if everything works out, you know, how it's supposed to work out. So it's pretty interesting. Can we bring There are so many questions up in the air with how, how this rest of the season is going to go. Give me one candidate that you, that you would like to see either president, CEO or GM. Me. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> I'll sell the team. I'll trade Kane and Taves immediately. Oh my God. He, he would trade them to the blues. <laughs> no, I would trade them to the Alaskan Bushmen. <laughs> what? I don't know if that's a team, but no, <laughs> probably no. The Jacksonville Iceman. <laughs> uh, whatever. I heard that they might move Bowman there as like a way of taking away the GM position from him respectfully. Where Alaska? Where <laughs> <laughs> he needs to go. Get out. Bowman has made some uh, questionable moves too, Bart. I mean. To start off with, I mean, you know, you let go of Teravainen, then Panarin, then Jalmerson. Panarin, especially because you didn't want to pay him because you were over afraid of you were afraid of overpaying players when they came out and said, "Hey, I would take," you know, I I don't care. Like I love Chicago, and so I don't know if I'd want Bowman there. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Bowman is gonna be tough with Bowman just because of his last name. So his dad's 86 years old. His dad can go sit in a retirement home and be yeah, happy. <laughs> but Jeez. they're legends. Legends Absolutely. never die. I okay? hear you. I know. I mean, so uh, well, I don't know. You're a perfect example, of Mr. Quenville. So, just, just oh. like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I have no clue who, what president. I don't. I here's don't here's my black really. horse candidate, Eddie O. As president? Mm. Absolutely. Yes. Are you, uh, I'm not even going to touch that one. Teams have called him and were asking of his availability to do this. I would think he would go into the not GM his role. president. No, I would, I would think a GM role. role. Yeah. I would think of a GM role. If Bowman, I think, would be next, but either if he gets moved or fired. Oh, man. Eddie Olchick as a head coach didn't really work out too well. As a head coach, but I feel like he knows the ins and outs of teams more than, you know, just essentially. I think he would be more successful in that position. I... I would like to remain liking him. <laughs> You're right too. Yeah, he's because good. he's a fantastic broadcaster. 
He's a Blackhawks legend. Uh, he's a great guy. And if – no, I'm just – I'd rather not. All right, it's going to be Jeremy Roenick. Oh, dear. It's good old JR. strippers in the locker room. Candles <laughs> galore. <laughs> speaking of God. strippers, speaking of strippers in the locker room, uh, I go to the last dance where they talked about last week, you know, episodes three and four, Ron. Dennis Rodman was a focal point. He might as well have had strippers in the locker room. But we learned that he was a very interesting guy. Uh, he, I mean, this dude, like I, I, I told you guys this, he, he essentially, when Scotty came back, he went into Phil Jackson's office. He's like, Phil, I need a vacation. This is in the middle of the season. In November, December, middle of the season. He's like, D -d -d where, where, do you, where are you going? And then he's like, Michael called. And Michael went and he's like, Scotty, uh, Dennis, where the, where the hell are you going? He's like, I need to go to vacation. He's like, I need to go to Vegas. I need to release myself. I was like, what the? F so essentially, he's like, well, Scott. And then Michael told Phil Jackson, he's like, Phil, if you let him go, he's not coming back. And then Phil's all like, well, if, can you do this in 48 hours? Well, he, uh, the scene after that shows him walking out with a can of Miller Lite onto his motorcycle, going straight to the airport to Vegas to go on his two-day bender. He went with Carmen Electra. He partied the hell out of Vegas. He didn't come back on time. Took him, missed a couple of games. Essentially, day four or day five, Michael went to get him. Uh, got him out of bed. It was not in Vegas. He was back here in Chicago. Saw Carmen Lecture there with him in his bed. <laughs> nice. But he's like, uh, I mean, the dude is a, he's a machine. I mean, Phil's like, okay, we're going to do Indian runs now to get you back in the shape. You guys know what an Indian run is, right? <laughs> yeah. Where, Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, the whole team had to do it. Essentially, Dennis, when Dennis came up, this dude is a machine. I don't even know how, like, with the amount of drinking and whatever else he did, cocaine, I don't even know. With the amount of shit that he did in Vegas, after that amount of time, and banging okay, Carmen Electra, like, when he came up to the front of the line, he lapped everybody by four laps. In this Jesus. Interview. After that, like, that guy is absolutely amazing, but... That's I mean, what wow. cocaine does to you. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe he was out of his system. Maybe he needed to do that to get it out of his system, but... <laughs> I mean, to go out, and I showed you guys that stat. I mean, he had seven games with 20 rebounds and zero points. I mean, you can't find a player like that. He's, well, that's probably because Jordan took the ball from him. Uh, well, okay, again, so, Kevin, <laughs> we're not going to talk about stat padded LeBron, LeBron right now. Uh, anyway, as I was speaking, as, as I was saying, but, yeah, they, went, they, they did a good job of explaining the Detroit Pistons uh, thing of where in 91 they finally beat them, and then the Pistons, you know, walked off without shaking their hands because Bill Lambier is an asshole. Um, but IT is great. He's, you know, Isaiah Thomas, he's going on radio stations. He's saying his party's like, listen, that was a lapse in judgment. Should we have done that? No. Did we? Yes. Everybody essentially has to get over it. That's how I feel too. Get the fuck over it. I mean, honestly, like, there's a reason why MJ got better because he got his ass beat by those, you know, bad boys Pistons teams and, Next week, we, we see Kobe, and damn, uh, that's going to be hard. So we essentially see uh, Kobe and, you know, how – and that's I think it's going to be in episode six. So it, it's going to be pretty cool. So that's awesome. Now going to back to present-day NBA, uh, Kevin, tell us about LeBron. My man LeBron, the GOAT. This man tweeted out today 
that uh, he's not happy about these fake news stories coming out. Apparently, people have been reporting that GMs and presidents and the league have been saying that the league is going to cancel the rest of the season. Uh, him and the rest of the players are not having that. They want to finish the season. They've been staying in shape, training for it. Um, John Wall came out and said he's been working on stuff and that the Wizards are going to go on a run. We all know the Wizards aren't going to go on a run, but he can dream. Um, so, yeah. Him and Bradley Beal are going to run, and that's it. Just them two. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't think the league's going to be canceled, especially if the players are throwing a fit about it. Because, I mean, if you're going to make anyone happy, it better be the players that make you money. So the NBA is a players league. Like it's run by the players. So if the players say that there's going to be a, a season, it's, there's going to be a season. There's way too much money that goes into that league for them not to listen to their highest paid employees. Yep. And they're going to lose so much money by not finishing the season. So it'd be stupid not to. Exactly. Um, I, I feel like it'd be easier for them to, to do like neutral site locations compared to hockey but I don't know. That's there's a report that they want to go to Disney World to do this. I was like, okay. oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that'd be kind of fun though. I could um, see it. But speaking of cartoons, Disney. Uh, this is not a Disney movie, but Space Jam Two revealed its logo today. Matt, it's a picture of a goat. We. What are you talking about, dude? Stop. We see LeBron's beard. And that's it. No, he hasn't seen a barber like all of us in a month. No, uh, his hat had the Space Jam 2 logo on it. Um, revealed the name being a new legacy. And then they actually tweeted out the legit logo logo um, on their Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's going to be better than the original. I, I actually yeah. thought it was it was an actual goat. That would have been really funny. I'm not going to lie. Would have started a riot. Uh, do you want to talk about the other thing that I – told you that you searched the internet for what is her center for no bart oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i mean sure go ahead uh so i wanted to play a trick on bart today because i was taking shots at everyone so uh i decided to put in our doc that alex petrangelo signed a two-year extension for 10 million dollars so bart searched all of google every single website on earth to find out if i was telling the truth Google, Twitter, Firefox, Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer said he did sign, but that was in the earlier deal uh, that he signed originally. So, but yeah, it's not real. Bart's just nervous. We have a bet going on <laughs> here, and if Petrangelo signs, and Matt and Bart owe Kevin and I uh, Blues and Hawks tickets, to I, I think we agreed to the game of our choice. Was it if it's Chicago or St. Louis? Uh, if we win, it's a game in St. Louis. If they win, it's in uh, Chicago. Oh. No, they Although, buy us tickets. Right. Well, they're going to buy us tickets, yes. Well, but, yeah, but... Because we're right. <laughs> but if we then, win, it's two games in St. Louis. Yeah, so if... I still feel pretty vice good versa. about my chances. I don't. Y'all sign Justin Falk and Scandella, right? We're t- yep. We're trading. Candela, I mean, they signed a 10-year deal with uh, Shen. Shen signed a 10-year deal with them, I should say. Um, I mean, we're well. trading Allen and we're buying out Steen, signing Petrangelo. It's happening. You heard it here first, inside the mines. At me, quote me. 
Allen can't be anything but a Blues goaltender. So I guarantee you, he's a starter on at least eight teams in the league. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jimmy Ottawa. Howard in Detroit. He Detroit. Zero wins this year, or two. Florida. Just uh, <laughs> one or two wins. San Jose. L.A. Yeah. Jonathan Quick is not what he used to be. Yeah, he's old. Martin they do Jones, actually have a really good. He's, He's pretty good. So uh, I mean, well, so here, hold Just on. Kidding. Now that I think this is actually going to happen, whoever's going to come in, as Chicago. CEO of the, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Cut it whoever, out. No. Whoever. Oh, hold on. Whoever, is stud. Whoever okay. comes in as president CEO is going to hire a GM. That GM is going to trade uh, Seabrook and then some player away to St. Louis, and we are going. And it's going to be a sign and trade where. Blues are going to sign Petrangelo. We're going to get him. Y'all are going to be pissed. So No, we're well, going to sign him and say we're going to trade him to you guys and then actually not trade him. Just that is not how it works. It's it's going to be really interesting because if if uh, they might have a, like a weird buyout uh, situation where it's not going to affect their, their salary cap, they'll be able to like buy out one player, um, which if that happens – I, I mean, I, I would think Seabrook would be the one that gets bought out. But uh, I don't know, man. If See, I, I just don't want the Hawks to go into a full rebuild. I, they will. I mean, I, 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 and I'm not saying that as a Blues fan. I'm saying that as a hockey fan. Like, what else, do, what else can they do? Like, I, I truly and genuinely feel like any move is on the table right now. Because if they have the new GM come in, I legitimately think he sits down with his hockey operations staff and said, okay, how reasonable is trading Kane? How reasonable is trading, trading Taves? I think Zero. it'll be – so I personally think Crawford, Kane is like, going to stay until the end of his contract. But I do too. Taves but, is actually going to be a better, better option to trade. Um, I mean – I don't know why I can't tell you why, but I just have a feeling that he would be traded uh, as soon as a new GM comes in. And, coach. and I'm not saying that they are. I'm not saying that the first thing that this new GM is going to come in and say, okay, we're trading, we're trading Patrick Kane to the, the, I don't know, the devils for their next three first round picks. You know, I, I don't or, say they're going to be doing that, but like, you got to think that there isn't a single move that isn't on the table, at least. Like, no one's untouchable. I feel you. I feel you. I know. So, we'll see. We'll see how this works. I don't, It'll, I don't feel you. It'll be fun. You know no, what? I don't Art. like it. That's the <laughs> way times are. All right. Before we make Bart cry, you guys want to wrap this up? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, hope you guys enjoyed episode 12. Uh, Floyd. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Thank you again. Um, you were amazing. Uh, you know, check out the interview uh, as soon as this episode. Well, this is the listen. end of the video. You've already, <laughs> hopefully you guys like the interview. There you go. Check it out again. Share it, retweet it, do whatever you want to do. We're, you know, Floyd's an amazing guy and he definitely deserves it. So, um, and if you are listening to this, you probably have Twitter, right? Give us a follow. We love the support. We love the listens. And we want to have more support for more interviews like that in the future. So be sure to follow us, stay tuned, and keep up with everything inside the minds. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Kevin. 
trash monkeys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what to say. Oh, boy. Till next time. See you guys. See Adios. You.